Hey there, this is Passing Notes with Ashley and Shanda. I am Shanda Sung and I'm a comedian. And I'm Ashley Morgan and I'm a farmer. We have been best friends since we were nine years old. Welcome to our show where we teach each other all kinds of things that cover our wide range of knowledge and interests. And today's episode is about superstitions. Yeah, episode 13. Lucky number 13. Yes, I'm so excited. (laughs) I love that 13 is my favorite number, which I'm going to talk about a lot this episode. But I'm just excited that we've gotten this far. I know. We've got people listening. And if you are listening on Apple Podcasts, we want to let you know at the top of the episode to like and subscribe and rate and review all of those things, because that does help us. It helps us like get the word out a little bit. Yeah, we've gotten some reviews. That's good. I like it. Yeah. Keep a them coming. <laughs> yes, please compliment us. We need it. So bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 13 uh, superstitions. I don't remember that we were particularly superstitious. I've never really been that superstitious. Not really. I mean, I love black cats. I've walked under plenty of ladders, broken a few mirrors in my day. I think it's sort of in the same vein as the astrology thing. We sort of entertained ourselves with it without really (laughs) being actually involved. I do have a very specific memory of being in this room in my house when I was probably like 12 or something. And we had a bunch of things piled up in that room. It was storage as they were working on other rooms in the house. And there was a very big mirror and I broke it. And I was like, oh, no, seven years bad luck. And also my parents are going to kill me. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was more the second thing. <laughs> but that did factor into it a little bit. Do you remember? OK, so we were we were what, like 15 for the year 2000. Do you yeah. remember like the Y2K panic very much? Not really. No. I remember it. I went over to one of our classmates houses to play. It was snowy. You know, it was winter and it was sledding. And she kind of told me my mom says that everything's going to end. The computers are going to freak out on New Year's. And I was like, oh, man, is that something I need to be worried about? (laughs) And I went home and talked to my mom about it. And she was like, no. I don't think I, <laughs> I don't think we cared too much about it because all we really had was the TV for the house for the family that was downstairs. One of yeah. those. And then my clock radio that sat beside my bed. <laughs> so that was about the most of the electronics we had. Yeah. I guess we did have a computer, but we weren't hooked up to anything. I mean, it was just for writing papers and we had like yeah. CD games that we played. We would get those uh, AOL discs free, <laughs> free, free, uh, 30 days of free dial up from AOL. Yeah. And my brother would get in chat rooms and harass people. <laughs> he was an early troll. I did, yeah. Is he still a troll? He's still a troll, I mean, right? Probably. I'm not up on all of his hobbies, but that's got to be in there somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was never too concerned about Y2K or the 2012 end of the Mayan calendar. Yeah. Wasn't really too concerned about that. Now that we're kind of getting past pandemic stuff and after 2020, I'm just kind of like, 
whatever, bring it. (laughs) (laughs) At this point, whatever. Yeah, I'm not really. um, If I wasn't superstitious before, I'm definitely not superstitious now. (laughs) (laughs) I do remember I was in Milwaukee playing roller derby on a weekend that some like fringe people were like, the rapture is going to happen. And we were playing a game like at the time it was supposed to happen. So we're like, if we're just skating and people just poof into the air... That'd be pretty cool. But then we were were like, none of the people that are in this building getting drunk watching roller derby are going to get raptured. We will have no idea till we go outside. (laughs) And everyone else is gone. We're like, oh, no. (laughs) Oh, crap, it happened. Yeah, that was a memory that I forgot about. Just popped up in my head as you're talking about this. I was with the airlines in 2012 and those rapture things were happening like every couple years, it seemed like. Yeah, Yeah, I I was in the same boat. Airline people. Yeah. Not a one of them is going to heaven. (laughs) It would be convenient. You're already in the air. I'm already halfway there. Come on, (laughs) let me in. (laughs) I'm in the neighborhood. Just be cool. (laughs) I'm right around the corner. Just let me drop by. Come on, let me in. Heard you're having a party. (laughs) Oh, man. So we're going to talk about superstition today because we love a theme. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to go first today and I am going to talk about... Frigga Triska Decaphobia. Hey, watch your language. <laughs> Frigga Triska Decaphobia. Frigga Triska Decaphobia. <laughs> oh, here we go. <laughs> the fear of Friday the 13th. Ah. Yeah. And there are many people who have it. Apparently, 17 to 21 million Americans, which is a large spread. 17 to 21 million Americans. <laughs> but... That also seems like a lot of people. You all need to Mm. chill out. (laughs) (laughs) Among them were Franklin Roosevelt and Stephen King. Hmm. Didn't peg Stephen King for being superstitious, but apparently he is. Yeah, you'd think that guy would really have fears and whatnot under control. (laughs) Yeah, you would assume. So I'm going to talk about the fear of Friday the 13th and something called the 13 Club that existed way back when. But the reason I wanted to talk about this is because I was born on Friday the 13th. Dun, dun, dun. Ooh. Yeah. I was born on Friday the 13th. I'm left-handed. I'm a witch. It's about time I finally told you. Is that why your hair is pink? (laughs) (laughs) He does. I just woke up like this. Um, (laughs) There was a lightning strike while I was standing over my cauldron, and this is what happened. Spooky. Yeah. But yeah, so I was born on Friday the 13th, so it's always exciting when it falls on my birthday, which happens every now and then. Last year, my birthday was Friday the 13th. And so I've always loved the number 13. It was my number for derby. It was a number for some of the time I played softball. It was my number for soccer. I've just always really liked it because it's a thing for, you know, people, oh, 13, got to avoid it. We're not going to put a 13th floor in our hotel or whatever. And I'm just going to lean into it and (laughs) be spooky. So, yeah, it's a pretty pretty common thing, the fear of the number 13. But where it came from is a little vague. There are a few different theories of where it came from. And the main one, I think, is related to the Last Supper and Jesus in the Bible. Because at the Last Supper, there were 13 people at the table. And so the mm. theory is if 13 people are gathered together, one of them will be a Judas. Mm. Yeah. And Christ was crucified on a Friday. 
So that kind of combines those. Mm. So I can see that. There are also, in Norse mythology, there is a myth that 12 gods were having a dinner party in Valhalla, and the trickster god Loki was not invited but arrived anyway and tricked one god into shooting another god with a mistletoe-tipped arrow because he liked him. I don't know. I don't know what mistletoe had to do with it. Then it caused the whole world to go dark. And so that's where another possibility that the aversion to 13 came from. And Friday was in general seen as bad luck as well. But combining them into the bad luck of Friday the 13th didn't happen until much later. There was a book that came out in the 1920s about it. And then, you know, obviously the movies, Friday the 13th. I never actually saw any of those movies. I don't think I did either. I I think I watched the Nightmare on Elm Street ones. I have never been into horror movies at all. I was briefly for a time in college. And and then I watched a movie after I had my oldest kid. And it was one about a family moving into a house and then the kids get possessed and then kill the parents. And I was like, (laughs) I don't need this. This is stressful. (laughs) I am not... (laughs) I am not interested in him coming into my room and saying something weird and then me having a mental breakdown about it. Yeah, I don't need that. I'm way too impressionable for scary movies. I no, thank you. Oh, there's a there's a murderer or there's a poltergeist or there's a whatever. I'm like, I believe I believe. (laughs) And yet you're not superstitious. Impressionable. Yes. Superstitious. Not really. No. I would assume those would go hand in hand, but... I don't carry a rabbit's foot in my bag for good luck. I guess I do have a horseshoe above the garage, but that was here when we got here. I just left it, so... (laughs) Well, the fear of Friday the 13th, the the two of them combined together is fairly new. So (laughs) this article I was reading about it, and it was kind of like a fluff article, but they did their due diligence by talking to some professionals, (laughs) and a quote from it said, New York psychologist Dr. Fromm said, it's all in our heads. No shit. Everything's (laughs) in our heads, Dr. Fromm. Uh, Dr. Fromm, go see our brain episode, and we'll tell you all about (laughs) what's in our heads. We'll tell you all about that, yeah. It was just the worst quote I've ever read. Like, it's all in your head from a psychologist. <laughs> Everything is. Ay, ay, ay. Ay, ay, Dr. Fromm, I question you. Dr. Fraud? More like yeah. it. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Take that. <laughs> yeah, so the, the 13 Club that I want to talk about starts with... A man named Captain William Fowler, and he lived in the early 1800s. That's our our bag. <laughs> the 1800s. Them, them's our people. <laughs> yeah. And he he ended up being a person where the number 13 factored heavily into his life. He attended Manhattan Public School number 13. He was a builder and he was involved in projects with 13 different New York buildings. Mm-hmm. Then he left his work as a builder, and on April 13th, 1861, he went to Washington and received a command and fought leading men into 13 Civil War battles. 
Hmm. Yeah. And then he resigned his commission on August 13th, 1863. And on September 13th of that year, he bought a bar slash boarding house place called the Knickerbocker Cottage. (laughs) Another thing about him is that he was involved in a lot of supper clubs and like social clubs. Those Mm -hmm. were a really big thing around this time period. A lot of them related to silly gimmicks. There was one called the Liars Club where the whole time they're at dinner and nobody tells the truth. (laughs) There was one where everybody's just mean to each other all the time. I can't remember the name of that one. They were very prevalent at that time. It was just a way to get together with friends. And he was involved in many supper clubs. I bet you can guess how many. Thirteen. Thirteen. Mm. <laughs> what a just, lucky guess. <laughs> I know. And so he decided now that he owned this bar and like boarding house place, gather watering hole, if you will, <laughs> the Knickerbocker Cottage, he decided I'm going to create my own club. So the gimmick he decided to play off of was the fear of 13. And so he named it the 13 Club and it took him a year to find 12 other people to join this club <laughs> because so many people were superstitious. Yeah. But he finally found 12 other people and at 8.13 p.m. on Friday, January 13th in 1882 in room number 13 in uh, Knickerbocker Cottage, they had their first meeting. And when they showed up for this meeting, I love the attention to detail that I picked up on some of these. This seems like a great time and something that I would like to start doing. (laughs) He went all out. They said he had a flair for the dramatic and enjoyed some gothic themes. And so he really went all in with this. When you went to go to the club, you had to walk under a ladder to get into the room. And then they had a banner up that said, Morituri de Salatudimus. Which is Latin for those of us who are about to die salute you. They had 13 courses. There were 13 different toasts throughout the night. They had all the wine lists were shaped like coffins. They had skulls on their goblets. Everyone was dressed in head to toe black. They had mirror smashing. He was really just tempting fate. (laughs) He really was, yeah. (laughs) And he had bowls full of salt on the table to season. And if you spilled any, you were forbidden from throwing it over your shoulder. (laughs) And then they would even, at some of these dinners, they would have mock trials for people who had acted superstitiously. (laughs) So they're like, well, I... I might have crossed the road when I saw a black cat to avoid it. And they're like, all right, we're going to put you on trial. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, which is fun. It sounds like a great time. Yeah, it does. And it expanded. There were many different chapters all over the place. There was one in 1893, 13 women made a club in Iowa. And so it was really fun. And actually, quite a few prominent people in New York got involved with it, including Grover Cleveland. Chester Arthur and Teddy Roosevelt. Hmm. So three different presidents were members of this club and they had a great time. They would drink. They would be, uh, I want to say merry, but I think probably grim. (laughs) And and they would invite journalists and journalists would write about it. and, And so there's a lot of record of it happening and and you can look up these old flyers and it's just dancing skeletons or it had pictures of a bunch of men sitting in chairs slumped over like they were dead and they said no ill has fallen any of the members as they left even if they were the first to get up though at one supper 
the ladder that was set up fell on a waiter's head and cracked his skull. Oh, so that's not great. But that was that was the waiter. That wasn't anybody else. Yeah, he wasn't even involved. And actually, the first the very first dinner, only 12 of the members were there on time. And they were getting up to time to start. And Captain Fowler was like, no, no, we will have 13 people. And so he grabbed a waiter and the waiter was like, no, 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 I don't want to be the 13th person. No, 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 please no. And then the invited guest showed up and was late and took his place. And the waiter's like, whew, all right, dodged a bullet. (laughs) To then several scenes later, get a skull cracked. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. So this is my plan for my next birthday is... uh, Having a 13 club and we're going to have a very creepy dinner and I'm super excited about it. Oh, I'm in. I am totally in. Yeah, we can wear black dresses and veils and what's spooky food? I don't know. Cut hot dogs to look like witch fingers. I see that on Pinterest a lot. <laughs> uh, baked cauliflower with mayonnaise on oh, it. Oh, <laughs> no. I just stopped thinking about that. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, so that's the 13 Club and Frigatriscadecophobia. I like it. I feel like 13 has been in your life forever, yeah. too. Like, it's yeah. been been a very prominent thing. So, yes, you should definitely have a 13-themed supper club or party yes. at least. Party at least. Yeah, I'm very excited about this. And I want to print up some of the actual old flyers because they are so funny. And I I miss that time. As we're coming out of a pandemic, I think now is the time to return to supper clubs. Yeah. That just sounds awesome. Get dressed up. Go have a fancy dinner with your friends. Get sauced. You know, come up with a cute theme that you guys can all mess around with. It's great. It sounds great. I like it. I'll be there. Me too. Count me in. All right. Tyler and I will be number 12 and 13. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds good. All right. Well, that is my section, and I'm excited to hear about your superstition, but I'm going to go say Bloody Mary into the bathroom mirror three times while we hear from our sponsors, (laughs) then we can get back at it. All right. And we're back. I'm going to talk about the superstitions that surround redheads. I myself am a natural redhead and my dad is a redhead and my grandma's a redhead so it runs in our family and there are apparently quite a few superstitions around redheads and I've never really had a problem with my red hair. My grandma told me that when she was in school she got bullied for her red hair. Oh I'm sure. Back then it seemed like they needed all kinds of extra excuses to bully people. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Like, just for the silliest things. And I don't remember what year she graduated high school, but it would have been, I think, through the 50s, I think. Mm -hmm. Because my dad was born in 63, I think. So throughout the 50s. Anyway, she got bullied and I never really got bullied for my red hair. Not that I remember. And I was actually thinking about it today. Bullying for red hair wasn't really a thing at all at our school. And I think part of it had to do with the fact that the two other redheads that I could think of in our class, the three of us were all decently good looking, Mm -hmm. athletic and charming, like likable, genuinely likable people. Yeah. So I think you just called your grandma a bitch. (laughs) No, not at all. Not at all. I love you, Grandma, if you're listening. 
<laughs> no, but I think it was just because the only redheads that most people knew, yeah. there was no real stigma around redheads at our school, at least at least not in the early 2000s or, yeah. you know, when we were when we were in high school. But there are some things that I don't particularly like that people have towards redheads. Like I do not like being called a ginger. Really? And I don't. And that's mostly because people never say it in a nice way. No, yeah, that's true. They always say it in a way that they don't mean they don't mean nice. They don't mean pretty about it. It's always like ginger. Yeah. Like, what are you gingers up to? They always say it with an attitude. And I don't particularly care for that. And the whole, oh, does the carpet match the drapes? Yeah, that whole thing. And I just had the thought, there was a time that you and I were in a bar and you were still in college because I think you were wearing an IU shirt. And this older guy approached us and he said, oh, do you go to IU? And you're like, yeah. And he said, oh, I have a daughter that goes there. She's about your age. <laughs> so we would have been early 20s. Yeah. And he turns to me and he says, are you a natural redhead? And I said, yep. And he goes, can I ask you a personal question? And you and I just made eye contact and we're like, oh, boy, here we go. <laughs> and he very innocently asks, do you have a temper? Oh, I do remember that. And I was like, I was like, oh, like, man, if he, if he was going to ask the other question, he was about to see my temper. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I just heard you and I make contact like, oh, here we go. Yeah. <laughs> like this, this pervert. <laughs> That's funny. The other thing that I don't like that kind of comes with redheads that is on track with superstitions is that we have no soul. There's yeah. this joke and I think South Park made it a big joke that there was no souls, but there are people, I guess, I guess there are people who genuinely believe that redheads don't have souls oh and that it, you, you should not make eye contact with a redhead because they will steal your soul away from you. <laughs> and that the reason we don't have souls is because we sold them to the devil. And then he gave us the mark of the devil with our red hair. For what? What did you get? I don't, that's what I was going to say. I was like, well, I got really gypped in the deal because usually, you know, you sell your soul for uh, lots of talent or lots of power or lots of money. And I have none of those things. You so. cannot play the fiddle at all. No, I can't. <laughs> so, hi, devil. What's your return policy? Can I get that yeah. back, please? Because, uh, yeah, I got gypped. I got gypped in this deal. Yeah. If staring in the eyes of a redhead steals your soul, then you've had mine since we did staring contests on the bus. <laughs> I, I know, right? Like, boy, my, uh, my friends and family are really screwed. There's a British superstition that if the first call that you get on New Year's Day is from a redhead, then you will have bad luck all year. <laughs> That's what's wrong with my life. I feel really bad for my friends and family when I call them and wish them a happy new year. And they're like, this bitch again. Like, quit calling. You're oh, ruining man. my life. Did you call me? Were you the first person to call me on 2020? I'm going to have to figure that out. This is all your fault. My bad. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Didn't know that was a thing. <laughs> Although now that I know it's a thing, I'm going to be calling people I don't like on New Year's and be like, hey, sucker. I'm your first call. Oh, you're going to have a bad shitty year. <laughs> Did that on purpose. And I'm stealing your soul. Mine. <laughs> yeah, if you do, can you steal a soul over FaceTime? Or does that have uh, to be in person? I don't know. I've been trying real hard <laughs> on our calls. I don't know if it's working. It's lost somewhere in the in the Ethernet. 
But there's also the idea that redheads were witches, of course, and that when they died, they became vampires. That was an old, old thing. That seems like a lot. Pick one. Right. Well, here's the thing. They had the thought of whoever back in the day had the thought of redheads become vampires after they die. You know what we need to do? Kill them all. It's like that math doesn't add up, friend, because I could either live a life as a mortal redhead, just kind of living my life, doing my thing, or you can murder me. And then I, by your standards, will then come back as an immortal vampire and terrorize the world. So you just made me a vampire that much sooner. So yeah. uh, shouldn't that math doesn't add be up. making me immortal? Right. <laughs> shouldn't shouldn't you want to like take care of me so I live a long, healthy life? I mean, hello. Yeah. And then also the witches, of course, you know, you've heard about 1600s and Salem witch trials and all that stuff. Well, redheads were particularly sought after as witches because red, the mark of the devil and blah, blah, blah. One of the things that I always found kind of amusing was one of the ways that they tested to see if a young woman was a witch was they would toss her into a pond with rocks tied around her ankles. And if she lived, she was a witch. She was immortal and she couldn't be (laughs) killed. But if she drowned, then she was not a witch and she was a real girl. And it's like, well, obviously they all drowned. But then what are the people on the banks just standing there going, witch, 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 toss her in, splash. (laughs) Oh, she drowned. Whoops, wasn't a witch, my bad. All right, well. (laughs) There's got to be a better system. (laughs) Be like, eh, well, it's 1600s. I mean, women are pretty disposable. She was 17, already had three kids, so whatever. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, she wasn't a witch, but at least we know now. So, (laughs) yeah, the reasoning, I don't understand. So that math doesn't add up. There are some good things, like good superstitions around redheads, too. So apparently if you (laughs) rub the head of a redhead or touch their hair, some people think it's good luck because redheads are really only 2% of the population. So decently rare And so when you see one, you're supposed to rub their head for good luck. Yeah, don't Uh, do that to people. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Don't touch my hair. Don't touch me. (laughs) Somebody's going to be like petting me one day. I'm like, are you a pervert or are you just getting some luck? I know it's been a rough year. (laughs) Like, (laughs) what is this? (laughs) Please, uh, you have to tell me if you're on a sex offender list. (laughs) (laughs) Apparently, if you see three redheads together, that's a sign that you're going to win the lottery. Which I can... I can debunk that right now because (laughs) my dad, my grandma and I have been at many a family function together and not a one of us has won the lottery. So (laughs) not redheaded enough, I guess. I guess. Maybe it's because my grandma's and my dad's hair is white now. So that's they're ruining it for us. Also, apparently in ancient Rome, I don't want to brag, but (laughs) redheads were the most expensive slaves. So, well, you knew you were a wealthy slave owner when you had a redhead because they were so uncommon. (laughs) Until you find out that you put them out to work and they crumble under the sun. (laughs) Oh, yeah. No, (laughs) totally. Crisp. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, obviously, we weren't going to be out in the sun. Yeah. Yeah. You're a you're a a grape feeder. Yeah. One of them. Yeah. Fanning, feeding fruit to the. The, totally the <laughs> gotta gotta be in the shade i redheads redheaded slaves die of heat poisoning in like the first day like the fir- <laughs> like the first hour okay <laughs> that's how that works so there are some good things i suppose in my reading 
I also found something where there was a Scottish folklorist or anthropologist or whoever he was said that in ancient Egypt, they would, if they had a redhead, probably a redheaded slave, they would burn them alive and spread their ashes on the fields to fertilize it. So like burning them alive was like a sacrifice to their God. And then when you spread the ashes on the fields, it was supposed to do bountiful harvests and whatever. And I'm just kind of thinking, man, if you sacrificed me, my ashes and like spread me on your garden, I'm very much going to be angry about it. You burnt (laughs) me alive. I'm going to haunt your tomatoes and as soon as you take a bite out of the juiciest reddest tomato you've ever seen i'll be like boom you got the shits that's what you get for <laughs> that's what you get for burning me alive and I sacrificing like the me to idea your god that you as a vengeful ghost uses poop as your primary weapon <laughs> this seems yeah. right yeah for those who are listen to us who are avid listeners who subscribe to us they will notice that we make some sort of poop or fart joke in every (laughs) single episode so i gotta throw it in there somewhere and yeah i would okay it's just a fact (laughs) it's just a fact that i would (laughs) plus that's just a waste of an investment it's the most expensive slave yeah and then you just burn them alive just I don't know, buy a few goats or something. It seems to be a better, I'm not a <laughs> farmer, okay? What do, what do you know? What do you, you don't know nothing. Very, very little. You're the one who took all the farm economics classes. <laughs> if you need to know something about journalism in 2003, call somebody You're, else. It's not yeah. me either. <laughs> I will tell you, as a farmer and a redhead, I really can only work out in the sun for a few hours. (laughs) I can't. I get too hot. I get overheated and my face turns beet red and I can't do it. (laughs) I need to go live in my Arctic climate where I was made for, I guess. I don't know. No, I get uh, get super freckly. I tan decently well for a redhead by normal people's standards. (laughs) Not at all, but... My freckles do kind of mesh together in the summer and I look kind of tan. (laughs) I was out at a restaurant the other night and our waitress was very beautifully made up, had this like really fancy eye makeup on and stuff. And she also had a lot of freckles. And Uh. one of the people I was eating with was like, oh, I love your freckles. And she goes, I drew them on. What? So that's a thing. And and one of the other people I was eating with was like, as a person who has freckles, I'm a little offended by that. <laughs> She's got freckle face. She's wearing <laughs> freckle face. And I was told in elementary school that someone threw shit into a fan and that's what's on my face. Yeah. And she gets to just draw hers on. Is that cultural appropriation when you draw, your, when you color your hair red and draw your freckles on? <laughs> I guess. I don't know. It was, uh, and she, it looked very real. She did a good job. Like, I imagine hmm. that would be something that would be very easy to mess up. Oh, yeah. Oh, watch the YouTube videos of the girls trying to henna freckles on themselves. <laughs> oh, it's bad. I feel <laughs> sorry you, for those girls. You gotta, like, wait. That stuff lasts like three weeks, right? Uh, Yeah. Oh, yeah, man. it's semi-permanent it's bad well you are in fashion now your freckles Uh, freckles are in apparently so 
I feel guess. free to go in public. I mean, I do, but <laughs> I I'm not really that freckly for a redhead. Yeah. Not not compared to some, but I have freckles on my eyelids and on my lips and like yeah. <laughs> some on my nose, but and they definitely get darker in the summer, but yeah, on my shoulders a lot and on my arms for sure. I'm not overly freckly. Which I don't know how I feel about that. Sometimes I wish I was a little more freckly, but I'm sure if I had more, I'd be like, I hate it. Get them well, off. Well, I can try to track down that waitress and she can, yeah. she can show you how to freckle it up. How ironic would it be if she used makeup to cover her natural freckles and then drew freckles on top of her foundation? <laughs> the freckles that I have are not freckly enough and I need frecklier freckles. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to freck myself and get some frecklier freckles. Through a process I call fracking. fracking. Not fracking. <laughs> fracking. <laughs> Freckling. <laughs> I need strategically placed frickles. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I do kind of feel bad for my grandma for being bullied because I, I was very lucky that I, I never was. I, I was actually bullied more by adults than I was by kids, which is very sad. And yeah, that's maybe a, a conversation for another time. But I was also over-sexualized, even from, like, pretty much since puberty, which people like to do that with redheads for some reason. Like, it's a fetish thing, and it's a, there's a, you know, there was always this thing. Yeah, and, like, since puberty. Gross. That's a conversation for my therapist, not not for my friends on our podcast. But there's a lot of weird stuff around redheads, you know, hypersexualization and tempers and the whole superstitions and weird crap around that. that, I don't know. It's I like it and I don't. I find it kind of interesting to read about like, oh, I didn't even realize that was really a thing. And then it's also like, okay, but. Quit looking at me. Yeah. If you're thinking gross things and weird things, like, stop looking at me. (laughs) Yeah, it's such an obvious thing because it's on top of your head and that it's something that always comes up, you know, getting commented on or people identifying you that way and just saying, even to me, like, your redheaded friend and my grandpa calls you the redhead next door. Yeah. (laughs) To this day, he calls you that. And so I imagine that it just kind of gets tiring, even if it's not bullying. It's just like, all right, I get it. Yeah, I know. (laughs) I see myself in the mirror. Thank you for pointing it out. And so, yeah, I can see how you would just kind of get sick of it. I am impressed. You've never really dyed your hair out of being red at all. You know, you've lightened it or darkened it, but it's always been a version of red. I am pretty convinced that my red hair is my number one most recognizable trait. So if I were to color my hair blonde, I have a feeling that a lot of people wouldn't recognize me. And Tyler says, no, you're recognizable. I'm like, but as a blonde, though, I guarantee you that some people wouldn't recognize me, at least at first. I don't know. I think I think blonde, maybe. I think it would be weirder if you went darker with brown, brown or black. I have a brown wig that I wore for a Halloween costume one year that I thought actually looked pretty good. But oh, that was you at my house. I didn't even. (laughs) (laughs) Well played. Well played. (laughs) Yeah. I'll color my hair blonde for your 13 party and see if you recognize me. (laughs) Yeah, you just sneak in. I like to think that my hair is fluorescent pink and you recognize me. So 
<laughs> I, I like to think that no hair color could make me forget what your uh, your mug looks like because it's on <laughs> a literal coffee mug in my kitchen. It's true. See, that's that's why I do that. I put my face on things so that way, if ever I have to shave my head or color my hair, then you'll at least still be like, oh, that's that face that's on that T-shirt that I have. It's got to be kind of comforting, though, to know that, you know, if you commit a crime and got to go on the run, you can just disappear. Uh, Don't think I haven't thought about that. <laughs> uh, yeah. Be like, oh, we're looking for a tall redhead. Be like, mm -hmm. I'll just put like, I'll color my hair blonde and put on a fake mustache and call it good. Like <laughs> Slump a little bit. I probably could go undercover as a man. I am tall enough. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm broad shouldered enough. I could probably fake it. <laughs> no, then they would just arrest your dad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you remember when I went as my dad for Halloween? That was one year? so funny. Oh, because God. you looked exactly like him. <laughs> so... I forget how old I was, 15, no, younger. I don't remember. I think it was like 15. It was one of the last years we trick-or-treated. Yeah, so my dad wears a uniform for work. So I put on his uniform and he had a little bit of a beer belly at the time. So I had to put a pillow in my shirt and my brother took Halloween makeup and stippled a beard on me. And then I put so my hair fun. up in one of his work hats and we went around town. And of course, a lot of people got it. And a lot of people knew my dad. So, you know, yeah. the people who did laughed. But there was this old lady at the end of the street who I don't think her vision was very good. <laughs> so she said to me and I at the whole time of talking like really deep voice and trying really hard. And that sounds <laughs> obviously fake because I'm a 15 year old girl trying to make man <laughs> voice. So we walk in. Or she like had like the screened in porch or something like a little sunroom porch. And so she she let us come in and she said to me something along the lines of, oh, your daughter's not out with you. And I think you and I just kind of looked at each other and I was like, uh, no, ma'am, she's she's a house ahead of us. Or I don't remember what I said, <laughs> but I like totally faked it. And she yeah, she had like a bunch of candy on a table I just remember this. And then she like went along with it. I don't know if she was like pranking me or if I thought I was pranking yeah. her or what. But I was convinced that she thought I was dad. And I was like, well, that's. <laughs> and that for some reason, your dad was taking me around trick or treating and not you. <laughs> right. I don't know. <laughs> I also remember one Halloween where I went as a boy and I wore baggy clothes and put my hair up yeah. in a hat. And some lady thought that I was a teenage boy not in costume and I had to take my hat off to prove to her that I was a girl in costume and that was a little demoralizing I don't get those people if a teenager comes to my house on Halloween and is not wearing a costume and I think you're like 17 are you maybe a little too old for this I do not care I will no. still give you candy if you are 45 years old and you want candy on October 31st, <laughs> just come to my house. I will give you some. I do not give a single shit about... And people who, like, get so up in arms about that, like, you got to earn this Snickers. Like, you're too old to, like, everybody loves candy, Mildred. Get over yourself. Yeah, <laughs> come on. Especially those teenagers. Let them be kids for another year. Yeah, who cares? Nah, I've always loved Halloween. I used my red hair to my advantage on a few Halloween costumes. I went as Jessica Rabbit one year. That was awesome. 
I went full out. I hot glued earrings that looked like the earrings she wore in the movie. Yeah. I had to dye gloves to make them the right color purple. I had a dress custom made yeah. because I her dress was a cartoon and obviously defied the laws of physics. So right. I had to get one that like fit a normal human body without showing side boob or anything else. <laughs> And I went to this party at a bar and I looked cool as shit. My hair was my real hair done up big. I had grown my hair out for years in <laughs> anticipation of this Halloween costume. So my hair was long and red and shiny and straight. And I had it big and my makeup was perfect and my jewelry was perfect. Everything. And all I got was a bunch of bro dudes that were like, oh, you look hot, oh, whatever. And there was only one girl that appreciated it and she was dressed as Betty Boop and she became like my <laughs> best friend that whole night and we just like stayed together that whole night like you look cool as shit no you look cool as shit <laughs> you should have just told everybody like I'm only attracted to rabbits so yeah you're not don't be type. little rabbits in a bow tie and suspenders <laughs> I don't know I I like being redhead I think it's fun I was it was I was having a lot of fun reading the superstitions around it but yeah that's all I really have on on that there wasn't a whole lot about yep. it which is which is good i mean i think that uh this is maybe our most autobiographical episode so far yeah <laughs> these are, are things yeah. that are that we're into and that are about us so yeah very much so yeah now everyone feels like they know us a little bit better oh we're spooky Watch out. We will haunt your tomatoes until you poop your pants. Yeah, we are <laughs> definitely witches. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So do you have anything coming up? What's going on? Uh, no, not much going on here on the farm. Just in the summer swing of things. You can find us on uh, crimsonmoonfarm.com on our Facebook page, Instagram. We're on TikTok. All the fun farm stuff going on. I actually put more videos on TikTok than I do on Facebook now, but I still I try need to... to get on there. I have it and I just I don't need any more holes to fall into. <laughs> But I need to get on and just look at your stuff. It's fun. And I have a lot of fun editing the videos. And yeah. my mom gets a kick out of the music that I put. With the, <laughs> she's like, that's, the music is so perfect. I'm like, that's that's the whole fun of it is trying yeah. to find music and sounds and voiceover stuff that kind of matches it. Yeah, TikTok's, TikTok's a lot of fun. So yeah, Crimson Moon Farm on TikTok. Uh, come oh. find us there. It's a lot of fun. What about you? You got shows coming up? Yeah, I'm, I'm booking a lot of stuff. The summer's going to be really busy. I'm very excited about it. July 2nd and 3rd, I'm going to Nashville, Tennessee for the first time uh, to oh. the Comedy Bar. I'm, I'm pretty excited about that one. I'm trying to expand how far I'm traveling. And then on the 10th, I'm going to be in Fairmount, Illinois at the Sleepy Creek Winery um, on the, the 21st. The, the Sleepy Queef? The Sleepy Queef. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I got to start playing roller derby again so I can call myself <laughs> the Sleepy Queef. <laughs> there was a player named Queefer Sutherland. Oh, and amazing. that was excellent. <laughs> it's the Sleepy Creek Winery. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, that's in Fairmount, Illinois. And then on the 21st, I'm going to be in Anderson, Indiana at Kettletop Brewery. And Ashley has cracked herself up so <laughs> thoroughly. So that sorry. we're going to have to end the episode early because she might pass out. <laughs> <laughs> no, 
don't know the last time I said the word queef. I know. And then I said it on air. <laughs> so stupid. Oh. I'm, I'm trying to do self-promotion here. Shameful self-promotion. Shameful self-promotion. And you are sullying it with your potty I'm sorry. mouth. I'm sorry. Please continue. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> I have a lot of shows. Check me out on Facebook and Instagram. Instagram is Shanda.song, Facebook, Shanda Song. Um, I'm on Twitter too, and I just make stupid jokes. Um, so you can check that if you want. It's Shanda S Panda. So I'm on Twitter wasting time. You're on TikTok wasting time. Yeah, I was gonna say that's <laughs> Twitter is something I never never caught on to. Mostly because yeah. I felt like I didn't have a whole lot of funny things to say. Yeah. I can make way funnier videos than little quips. <laughs> it's uh, it's like talking to yourself in a very crowded room. Like, <laughs> I'm getting like, yeah. I get like maybe maybe ten likes on a tweet. I don't know. It's mostly to amuse myself. That's how my TikTok is too. I barely get any views, but I have a lot of fun doing it. So yeah. <laughs> ultimately, that's what it's about. So uh, that is our show, and we've got more great ones coming. I'm excited about some of the ideas that we have coming up. If there's anything in particular that you would love to hear us talk about. Hit us up. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram. You can email us at thepassingnotespodcast at gmail.com and, and let us know what you think so far as we're 13 episodes in. So I hope you follow, like, rate, review, you know, all that stuff, all the internet-y stuff. Do that for <laughs> us and share this show with your best friend. I love the idea of people writing in and giving what they want to hear about. Yeah, yeah, pick a theme. What do you what do you what do you guys want to hear about? We're open to suggestions. We got some ideas in the queue, but shoot, we'll shove those to the side and talk about whatever you guys want to talk about. Yeah, yeah we want to give a special thanks to my husband Tyler for helping us record, edit, and for producing the show. We want to thank you guys for listening, hanging in there with us every week. Thank you so much for Shanda Sung. I am Ashley Morgan. Catch us next time on Passing Notes with Ashley and Shanda. I can't believe I said queef. I can't. Uh, Tyler's rubbing my head for good luck. <laughs>